It's April 2020, and you're an Amazon seller. You're dealing with the COVID-19, the coronavirus, and you are experiencing issues within your business, selling primarily on Amazon. And the question you may have is, how do I survive? How do I maintain my business so I can stay afloat? Well, in this episode, we're going to cover multiple ways that you can either protect your business, maintain your business, or even grow your business in a time of crisis. So if you're interested in listening to this interview that I did with someone that's going to help us stick around, because that's what we're going to cover in this episode. Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 815. And yes, like I said, right now for a lot of businesses, a lot of Amazon-only businesses, they are experiencing some really hard times. Now, there are some that are thriving and booming, but again, it's probably less of those and more of the others. Now, I decided to invite on a guest, someone that is in the trenches, not just with one business, but multiple businesses. And he is working behind the scenes to help them either maintain or survive in their business, or in some cases, even thrive. So I've invited him on. His name is Jeff Lieber, and he runs an agency called Turnkey Product Management. And he is going to break down exactly what he's advising his clients. So I'm going to make this really short because him and I went on for quite a while digging into certain areas of your business. Now, he is going to cover some key points here, and I'm not going to go into all of them right now, but he does give us a free resource that you can go through, and he is going to make sure that that is kept up to date because things are changing so quickly. I mean, for a little while there, we couldn't even ship in inventory. And for some of us, we still can't. Some we can. And there's one tip that he gave us that I'm telling you right now, you just need to do every single day and it will help you as far as with your inventory. So definitely sit back and listen to this information and try to see where you can plug this into your business. Because right now it's all about surviving and hopefully eventually growing our business once again. But the last thing I want to say, and this is why I talk about this all the time, and he's a huge fan of it as well. How do we become less dependent on Amazon? That is the key question. Now, yes, we are still selling products on Amazon as a lot of you are too. And it's becoming a problem because, well, a lot of people are not going to buy, especially because they're not going to be getting the products as quickly. How do we speed that up? How do we fix that? Okay, so we're going to talk about that, but I want you to also be thinking about external channels, external traffic, email list, all of that stuff. I'm not going to get into that in this episode because I do that in all a lot of the other episodes, but this one right here is going to give you specific to your Amazon side of your business. All right, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hey, Jeff, welcome back to the podcast. What's up, man? Uh, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on. That's why I wanted to get you on. How you doing, man? I'm good. All things considered, pretty crazy times right now with uh, the virus and all the effects. So I hope everyone's doing okay out there. But thank you for having me on the show. It's it's really an honor. I've been following yeah. you since 2017. So it's really cool to, to be on the show. 
Awesome. Yeah, no, it's uh it's been a it's been quite a journey out there in the old uh, Amazon landscape, e-commerce landscape. But this thing here, this is uh, this is something I've never seen. I'm sure you haven't seen. Um, but the reason why I wanted to have you on is because you are working with multiple brands in your agency. And I really wanted to get your take on number one, what does it look like? you know, out there in the wild, let's say, and what are you seeing that we can do to either minimize the damage that's happening right now? Um, and then what can we do to, uh, to really make our business still be able to grow or thrive in a time of crisis like this? Um, and then also I'd like to know, like, what are your, what are your predictions in a sense? Uh, you know, as far as like what you're seeing and, and how businesses are, are uh, you know reacting and and all of that stuff. So where should we start? I know you put together a a, a nice guide that we're going to give away as well with all of these different points that we're going to be talking about. But where do you want to kick it off? Like what is the what's top of mind for you right now? Yeah, so I guess just want to mention. So we're recording this on March thirty first, and so everything yes. we're saying today is as up to date as possible. Uh, right. So this may not air obviously for at least you know a little bit more time. So. Um, but as of the latest, then we'll also talk about what might happen, and a lot of this stuff will obviously still be applied. So, sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, right now it's pretty crazy. So, some of our clients, their sales are up by 25, 50% because they're in mm. those niches where their goods are in high demand and they're able to replenish stock just fine in, into Amazon. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, some of our clients in different niches, you know, their sales are being hit, you know, the 25% down, some even 50% down. Mm. Um, and so, it's about how quickly can you adapt to the situation, right? I mean, you could just sit back and complain and be like, oh, well, gosh, this is, this could be the end, you know, like hope mm -hmm. this passes or, you know, as you preach, um, you know, take action. And now is the time mm -hmm. to, to really jump in and, and see, you know, what, what we can do about the business, right? You talk in one of your last podcasts, I heard you talked about, you know, the leaky bucket, you know, this is the mm -hmm. time where you're going to really find out where some of those leaks oh, yeah. are in your bucket yeah. and, you know, cause when times are great and easy and you're just selling on Amazon, like that's awesome. But when, when, when tougher times come, you know, it shows you, wow, I was really, really just relying on Amazon on mm. one traffic source, you know, and wasn't quite, quite crisis proof. And so, mm. um, so yeah, that's kind of what we're seeing and, and we can dive further into, um, you know, some of the specifics of what we're seeing. Yeah. Well, okay. So before we do that, uh, I want people to just get a little bit of your background too. Give us a little bit of your your background as far as like, how did you even get into this? And let me ask you this and be honest, when this all hit the fan, were you saying to yourself, holy crap, what did I get myself into? I got like all these businesses now like that uh, that are depending on you. I mean, that's a that's got to be some pressure as well. So give us a little bit of your background. Let us know honestly what you were thinking when the, when the crap was hitting the fan. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, it's been a wave of emotions, right? It's like yeah. Ron Burgundy in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> like at first, I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be fine. This will be good because yeah. everyone's going to be at home shopping on Amazon. So right. there's going to like double the amount of purchasers on Amazon. So it's going to be right. like the best time ever." And then all of a sudden, bad stuff starts happening, and you have to deal with those challenges. But yeah. I think this will make everyone stronger. But so sorry to back up to your question. So um, mm. I started selling on Amazon in 2014. Mm -hmm. I, I had a normal full-time job doing consulting, and, and that was a great job out of college and all that. Um, but I always wanted to, to 
start my own business and, and try something in that space. And so um, I just studied it and uh, launched one product. And so the way I got started was I bought a $15,000 20-foot container of one SKU, one pet product. Oh, wow. And uh, for those that don't know, that's not the best way to get started <laughs> in business. There are less risky, cheaper ways to, uh, yeah. to start. You know, I yeah. was like, wow, the MOQ is that much, huh? Hmm, all right, well. Let's, Let's do go it. with it. So, <laughs> okay. So it took me about a year to sell through that inventory. But luckily, that product actually did do do well. It was a repeat purchase product. And I okay. was able to launch additional products, build it into a brand, spun off a baby brand as well, uh, got into another dog toy from my friend's dad, who was an inventor. So jumped, okay. all of a sudden, I was jumping into different stuff. And, and okay. it was going well. So I, I quit my job after about nine months of doing that part time. And then... Um, but then along the way, I had a couple friends from college um, and in San Diego that they started businesses. They launched them on Kickstarter. They launched them on Shopify, and and they wanted help on Amazon. So I was giving them advice. Okay. Then they asked, you know, hey, can you just manage it for us? We'll pay you. I'm like, really? You'll pay me to do that? And right. I'm like, okay, well. So, I, so all of a sudden, I had a few you know consulting clients or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them. Um, and so then, you know, it was, it was great. I was helping their, their businesses were like taking off cause they had awesome products, like way cooler mm. products than I was selling. Like they had, they invented nice. stuff, they had awesome stuff and yeah. they were just taking off. And I'm like, wow, this could really, you know, be, be something. And, and then all of a sudden, as you know, I mean, cause you manage so much stuff yeah. as well. It can be dang stressful, oh, yeah. right? When you're, oh, you know, yeah. it's, you're like opportunity here. I can make money doing that. And then all of a sudden you're like, what the hell did I quit my job for to, to create an even worse job for myself, yeah. right, yeah. in five businesses? And so reality check came and I said, I need to to get out and, and choose which one do I really want to do long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't that passionate about pet, a pet brand or a baby brand, but mm-hmm. I loved working with, you know, awesome companies and people and, and helping them with, I wasn't great at product creation or product sourcing in China mm-hmm. or suppliers and supply chain management. I just didn't love that part and I wasn't great mm-hmm. at it. And so I was like, man, other people are amazing, world-class at that. And I, I love the marketing and Amazon part. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's some people out there that they, they've, it's a you know match made in heaven. And so I decided sure. to sell out of everything else. So I sold my pet and baby brand. I also exited that partnership with my friend's dad. And now I'm, you know, as of three years ago, solely focused on turnkey product management. And now we just focus on helping other brands to uh, scale on Amazon and, and help them build okay. sellable, profitable assets. I, I like that. I mean, you, you, uh, you know, like any entrepreneur, you're, you're kind of dabbling, you're kind of seeing what you like, you know, you're curious and then you find out, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing this all for? Like, I just created five new jobs. I only had one before. Uh, you know, and, um, but then you found out your superpower too, right? It's kind of like your thing. And, um, and I think that's, you know, that's with anything. We have to go out there and test things and figure out what we enjoy and what we're good at. And, uh, you know, who knows, this probably won't be the end for you either, right? I mean, but you've built, uh, you know, an agency now that actually helps people turnkey um, and basically, you know, able to help them manage their stuff. So I think that's, because there's a lot of people, including myself, I don't like you know, using flat files and stuff, right? Like, I don't want to do any of that stuff, right? That's why I have my buddy Chris Schaefer who helps me with a lot of that stuff. But um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, you, you did good there. And, uh, and now it's cool because you get to help us and share with us whether, you know, someone hires you or not, doesn't matter. You're still giving value out there in the marketplace and, uh, and trying to help people. So that's what I want to do here today. So, uh, okay, so let's kind of talk about the person right now 
I don't even really want to talk about the person that's doing really well right now because I think the people that are listening are like, I don't want to hear about the people that are doing great because you're just rubbing it in. You're putting salt in the wound. But before we do talk about like the ones that are struggling and what can we do to help those people, um, the ones that aren't um, struggling, are they in like, so what, what kind of categories, again, just refresh me, um, are they, were they allowing to still be sending an inventory? Was it more like paper products and, um, you know, maybe baby formula and like stuff like that? Yeah, so Amazon came out with the update uh, around March 17th. They're limiting it to like the essential categories of who can yep. ship additional inventory in. And so th- that's the things that encompass toilet paper, sanitizers, mm-hmm. baby products, mm-hmm. uh, grocery, uh, pet supplies, beauty and healthcare, uh, health okay. and household. So those are some of the core ones. But there was a further update um, more recently that uh, – around March 26th was this update. And I bet that it will continue to expand that they're now, Amazon is now broadening the list. So it's not just limited to those and they're, okay. but they're, they're not being super clear. They're, they're saying it's, it's on like a product by product basis, a case by case mm-hmm. basis. And so, gotcha. you know, cause I mean, just imagine Amazon having to manage like which products and sub niches yeah. and categories. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really tough and yeah. you know, but so what, what we're seeing is that it's changing like day by day. So some of our clients, they are unable to ship in inventory like mm-hmm. a week ago because mm-hmm. they weren't in those essential categories. But now uh, some of them, it just all of a sudden it appears one day in their account that boom, you can alert mm-hmm. sometimes that okay. but they can now ship an in inventory. So like my first recommendation, and I'm sure this will still apply, you know, whenever this episode mm-hmm. airs is like, if you're, if you're worried about that, check every day, just a quick spot check. Can I make shipments? Because mm-hmm. eventually it will open back up and you want to, you know, take advantage because it might close down, right? So right. it's a simple one-minute check, right? Okay. Um, so that's kind of the the first update is, okay. is they're, they're going to be broadening it over time. And hopefully it totally gets back to normal. But who knows? It might be months till this happens. And so if you get that opportunity to restock, I would say restock aggressively. You mm-hmm. know, like send in as much as you can afford, maybe two, mm-hmm. three, even four months worth of inventory. If you can, if it's letting yeah. you do that. I would say say do it. Yeah, and I, I heard something too. Uh, and I, I think uh, I either read it or uh, or I don't know. One of my uh, one of my friends had, uh, had messaged me, but I, I believe they're also Amazon's also um, doing something with with Amazon or with your storage fees. Um, mm-hmm. did you hear about that? Yes. Yeah, so they're waiving uh, storage fees, I believe, for two weeks for a two okay. week period right yep. now, and hopefully they'll extend that, especially yep. if if they're you know doing. Mm-hmm additional uh, limitations but mm-hmm. but yeah um so i don't think there's anything you need to do to take advantage but but yeah it's good to be aware of that yeah to, as you're trying to monitor your numbers yeah okay cool so let's let's get into uh okay if we're looking at our account right now and number one let's say we do have inventory in in the warehouse right mm-hmm. but we know it's still not going to get shipped out as quickly as it has been okay so what are you seeing what are you advising um, the brands that you're working with um, in a situation like that? Yeah, so this is a great time that if you don't have a third-party warehouse that can fulfill what are called, you know, fulfilled by merchant or mm-hmm. seller-fulfilled orders, mm-hmm. um, if you've been you know putting that off because you were like, oh, Amazon FBA is way, way easier for me, sure. well, now is the time to get that lined up. And, mm-hmm. and I think even outside of a time of crisis, you should still have that lined up because that opens you up to be able to fulfill 
Shopify orders and other retail orders that you might be able to pursue. Mm -hmm. um, and also, also, you can actually save costs because oftentimes the storage fees at third-party warehouses are cheaper than Amazon. Right. So it, it can actually be a way to save money. Mm -hmm. um, but now is the time, you know, to make sure that you you have that set up. And so mm -hmm. if you don't have one, contact, um, you know, try to find warehouses. We're vetting them for our, for some of our clients right now because they don't have a third-party warehouse. So I currently don't have one to recommend. We're literally interviewing like three a day right now. And so okay. we could probably add that to the, to the report. Um, okay. Hopefully by the time this airs, we'll, we'll make sure to add that in or just reach out to us if it's not there. Um, okay. But yeah, because we're also hearing that one of our clients, their third-party warehouse just closed down two days ago because of the coronavirus. Okay. So you also need to make sure you're choosing mm -hmm. one that has a legit operation. So we interviewed one right. just yesterday that had 14 warehouses nationwide and they've got a whole plan to stay open and they've been okay. deemed a financial business. So mm -hmm. you want to look for those things, like not just, oh, okay, I found a warehouse, great, hope it works out. Like you need to vet them and, uh, and line that up. And so that, that's step one, because if you can get uh, your inventory into a third-party warehouse, um, I'm sure you guys have seen that right now, some of your items that were at Amazon FBA or are that used to be, you know, free one or two day shipping with Prime are now seeing 30 day ship time. Oh, yeah. So you no longer oh, yeah. have the Prime batch, right? Yeah. yeah. I bet that's crushing your conversion mm -hmm. rates and hurting mm -hmm. your advertising mm -hmm. ROI. And so that's just a quick side note. If that's happening yeah. to you, again, monitor it daily. It's changing by day. Sometimes it'll go back to shorter time frames. And so, but if you're seeing those 30 day, um, you know, ship times on your items, yeah. that's going to crush your conversions. And I would recommend you, you watch your PPC, uh, your Amazon PPC campaigns very carefully because you might be bleeding there and, mm. and wasting a lot of money because, you know, people will click it, go and back 30 day ship time. I'm not buying that. Right. Mm. That's what I'm doing as a shopper. Um, so now might be the time to monitor really closely your PPC. And so that's what we're doing for our clients because it's changing by by day, you know. Um, yeah, I want to talk about that here in a minute too. Some pay per click stuff. Um, I know everyone would want to know that. Like a lot of people want to know: is it time to cut back? Is it time to you know drill? You know, actually double down and and uh, and even get more aggressive. Um, but the one thing that I think is interesting, and you just brought that up, is and I did this just this morning. I was looking on Amazon to get a cam link for my digital SLR to go into my computer. And I was looking and those things, I think they're blown out of them because there's so many people wanting to stream now and wanting to, you know, kind of do that, whether it's gaming, whether it's whatever. And so this little, this little, have you seen them, the cam links? It's basically a little HDMI uh, USB where it basically it'll, it, it takes a high resolution um, and it, uh, you know, a video and it will more or less compress it through this little device. So that way there, your computer doesn't have to process it as much. Um, and it's like 120, 130 bucks on eBay right now. They're going for like 250 because wow. they're all out on Amazon. They're all out on the website. They're all out on Best Buy, wherever you can buy something electronical. It's, it's gone. They're all gone. So now on eBay, they're jacking them. They got bids going, which is terrible. But, um, I was looking at it this morning and it said, the the, let's see, I think they were, no, this was a day before yesterday. They they had three left in stock. I went back the next day. They're gone. It said, you know, currently out of stock. Then this morning, they were back in. I think it said like six available and uh, they would be delivered April 21st. 
Yeah, it's about a month. Right. Yeah. So yeah, about a month. So it's kind of like, and then I'm just like, oh man, I'm gonna look somewhere else. Like, but I'm like, you know what? I'll buy it, and if I can't mm-hmm. find one, then whatever, or I'll just resell the darn thing, right? Because they're going like hotcakes. <laughs> but anyway, my my point is this, um, you know, that can hurt you. So would you would you say that uh, switching over to FBM would be a smarter move because you can control that, even if you ship them out of your own garage? Yeah, I mean, I think it's worth. You can have the beautiful thing is you can have both up. You can have your FBA listing and you can have your fulfilled by merchant listing up. And so I would, we, we actually always did that with our clients that had the capability, just having it at the ready. Sometimes FBA runs out of stock in normal life sure. too. Sure. Um, and what's beautiful too is that these Amazon, you know, most people are tied to Amazon FBA and they've got 30 day ship times like on a, on a cable cord like that. But sure. if you, if you had planned or if you plan right now and you go do mm-hmm. it and you get a third party warehouse that can promise say five day shipping, mm-hmm. right? Just something a little bit more reasonable, but way faster. Mm-hmm. And then you can find a way to make sure that you're fulfilled by merchant listing gets the buy box on your mm-hmm. listing. Customers don't know the difference. They're going to be like, Oh sweet. Seven day shipping, five day shipping. That's fast in these times, I'll buy that one. And so now you're beating all the Amazon FBA sellers. Mm -hmm. And so, and one way to do that, so we had a client where we we did that, but we still weren't getting the buy box with the FBM. Mm -hmm. FBA was still owning the buy box. We're like, hmm, how do we do that? And so what we tested was we just increased the FBA listings price by, I think, 10 cents. And then boom, FBM won the buy box. So you can either increase the price of FBA uh, or lower the price of FBM just a little bit and just okay. you know increments and then keep yeah, lowering yeah. it if it's not winning it. But now we're winning the buy box for FBM and we got fast ship times. And so we're one of the few sellers for, for our client where mm-hmm. they're getting you know super fast ship times and now FBM is crushing all the FBA competitors That's crazy. right now. Mm, that is crazy. Um, okay. So, and I, I know people will want to know a little bit more about like each you know, component that we're talking about. So now would probably be a good time. If you guys want to grab the, um, the report that, uh, that Jeff put together, uh, you can just go to the amazing forward slash turn key. Again, that's the amazing forward slash turn key. And what that'll do is that'll bring you over to a report, which also can be updated. So, um, once you download it, you'll also be able to get updates because Jeff will be doing that. Um, and staying on top of that stuff. Um, and again, I, I like it when you have someone like you, Jeff, that's in the trenches with multiple brands, seeing multiple things across multiple accounts. Um, and I think right now it's, it's super important. Um, but now what would you say, or, and I'm, I'm not sure if you can say anything, but we'll see. Um, you know, I want to get product from China. It's not coming. So basically my business is at a standstill, Right. So at that point, some people, and I've heard this, and I want your opinion on this, that they would just go ahead and close the listing because they're not going to have inventory for a month and a half, two months. And then they're, what, what would you recommend on that? Just run out of inventory, let it sit? Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the exact situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we are seeing with some of our clients that are uh, sourcing from China, it is opening up not all cities and okay. factories, but there, there's definitely suppliers open. So mm-hmm. now would be the time just to 
contact. I mean, it's a good practice anyways, um, and we have this in the report, is to have a backup supplier, even outside mm. of a crisis, right? Sometimes, oh, yeah. I'm sure you've had it where you try to place a last-minute order and you're assuming it's going to be the normal 20-day mm. lead time, and they're like, oh, sorry, it's going to be 70 days this time. And you're like, what? Mm. You know, like sometimes that happens. And so it's a good idea to always have a backup supplier um, in place, you know, and, and have mm-hmm. that locked in. And so now if your current supplier is not shipping, I mean, yeah, you can close the listing and do those things, but you also should proactively right now, like go find, there's probably a, a dozen other suppliers at a minimum that can mm-hmm. make the same exact product and they could probably hopefully ship it to you really soon. So, um, so yeah, that's, that, that's one of those, you know, okay. things that you can do right now. Okay, cool. All right. Moving down the list here. Uh, and again, I'm following through on the um, on the report that you put together. So scaling back your pay-per-click advertising, um, scaling back on promotions. So let's let's dig in there a little bit. So some people would say, well, I, I, I want to pull all my pay-per-click back. I'm not going to advertise anymore. Even if you have inventory, they're going to pull back. What are, you, what are you recommending and what are you seeing with the brands that you're managing? Yeah, so it's you really need to watch your inventory closely. It's going to be different for everyone. So some of our clients, like I said, their sales are up twenty five percent. They were you know previously selling a hundred units a day. Now they're selling one hundred twenty five a day, mm-hmm. and so it's really about checking your inventory levels. Like how much inventory do I have left? Can I replenish? Can I restock? Mm-hmm. So just staying on top of that is sort okay. of step one. So if you know, okay, I am on pace to sell out of stock, and I'll probably be out of stock for two weeks. Then, yeah, then I would start taking those measures to try to slow down sales and increase your profits or save your costs. So, you know, getting a lot more conservative on, if that's the case, on your Amazon PPC campaigns. You can, you know, only target the most targeted keywords. You can cut your budgets in half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can take those those measures because why spend the extra, you know, thousand bucks on ads this month if you know you're going to sell out anyways? Why not save that thousand, right? Right. Um, right. And then running less point. promotions as well right now um, because why give a, you know, just because you set up a, a 30% off coupon on your page mm. three months ago, maybe now's a good time to take that down, you know, because you mm. don't, you know, why why give away that that 30%. So if you're trying to slow down sales to help stay in top stock and, and help save your, your business to be normal operations, then those are some of the, the key measures that you can take. Um, and just on the topic of deals as well, I know that currently they're, they're not letting you make like certain deals that you used to be able to, to make, but they are currently accepting uh, applications uh, for Prime Day. And so now is the time to register for those Prime Day deals. I mean, hopefully Prime Day will still happen, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? There, it, yeah, like, you know. I mean, uh, you know, mm-hmm. but you might as well put it in now and get, get lock it in early when no one's really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you get a really good time slot so that come July, hopefully things will be back to normal or close to it. And you'll be set up with a, a great Prime Day deal. Um, and again, that comes with inventory planning. You got to plan your inventory ahead, right? And so yeah. it's hard to think about all these things, but you know, it's a simple action to go apply for your Prime Day deals. See if you can get a good one right now. Yeah, and you know, as far as okay, let's say someone's listening right now and they already have well, either they already have their their products up and running, um, they have some inventory, but they have a new SKU that they're going to be launching, and they have the inventory. Uh, what's your thoughts on launching a product right now? Yeah, it's uh, not the most ideal time to to launch a product right now. 
um, just being honest, but, mm. but it is what it is. I mean, you, you, you know, if you've yeah. ordered product and it's getting to your warehouse tomorrow or getting to Amazon in two weeks, you know, you just gotta, you gotta adapt and, and deal with it and turn it into the best that you can. And so, um, so yeah. Would you, uh, would you think that there's that. any advantage to actually launching now if you, and I'm just trying to think on the fly here, but if I had, a, if I had inventory that was already in there and then this whole thing happened and I was scheduled to launch this um, and I was able to have some on hand myself, fulfill it by merchant and also FBA, whatever, would it be smart? And I don't know. Maybe I'm just throwing it out there. Would it be would it be worth doing because there's going to be less competition in a sense that can make it readily available? That's kind of what I'm thinking. What's yeah, your thoughts I on mean, that? yeah, I think so. In that particular scenario, I mean, it sounds like that would be, um, you know, a good idea. And then it's about thinking ahead as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I blow through a thousand units in the first week for the launch, you know, do mm-hmm. you have enough to, to keep that going? So I would, right. you know, because your supply chain on the back end might be a little bit slower and mm-hmm. so just trying to plan that ahead so that you don't do this big successful launch and then boom, you're out of stock for a month and a half. And you're like, mm-hmm. shoot, maybe, maybe you should have slowed that down a, a tad. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I just, again, thinking on the fly here, because I know there's a lot of different situations out there and we can't cover them all. Um, but um, I did want to cover as many as we could here in this episode. And I think we're doing a good job. And guys, if you want to grab um, all the details here, I mean, everything is detailed out too, to give you not just the idea of what to do, um, but actually how. Um, and so um, you can go in and grab a, a download copy of this by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash turnkey. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash turnkey. Um, yeah. And so I think you made a great point, Scott. Like, so yeah. if this, you know, if this airs, like there's going to be some changes that happen by the time this airs. So we'll, we'll make sure and set a reminder that like that report will be the most up to date, like tell us what the air date is and like we will update the report to have everything in there. So, um, cause I don't want you guys, I don't want you use any outdated information. So we will have it in there for sure. Perfect. Um, okay. So the other thing I want to cover here real quick is you have on here and I want to know what you mean by this increasing product prices. So what are, what are we talking about there? Are we, are we talking about because if we can increase our prices, we can make more because some people aren't going to be able to get it. And I know there's like price gouging and all that stuff. We're not talking about that. But so what are we talking about as far as increasing product prices? Is that the reason why? Yeah, it's just one possible other avenue to use. It's not my favorite one, but, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, but like, for example, some, some people launch their products, they say a month ago or two at a low price point, right? They, they Mm -hmm. launched it at 10 bucks because that's, mm-hmm. they wanted to start it low and they had planned to raise it to 20 bucks or 15 anyways. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially in those sort of situations, it's like, you know, it, it's okay to raise it a little bit, but there mm-hmm. are price gouging laws and don't do it out of yeah. the sense that, Hey, I can make some more money no, right. during this right. time. It's like, right. if you need to slow down sales and maybe you're offering super discounted pricing and mm-hmm. you know, you, you need the cash flow to stay afloat as a business and plan ahead. You know, right. then do it within within yeah, reason sense. if that makes sense. But yeah, um, but if you can afford to keep the prices the same and just be totally transparent and fair, and you know you'll be okay, then I would recommend doing that. Okay, and then the other thing is here um, is asking customers to cancel orders. Now, what's the purpose of doing that? That's really only if you're really getting in the in the case where you get all the way down the rabbit hole where you're you're actually out of stock, and that's like ah, if you can't okay. fulfill your seller fulfilled versus you 
actually canceling them yourself, then mm. it's actually better to try to request to the customer, like, hey, I'm so sorry, like, we just ran out of stock, would you mind canceling your order? Mm. Just so that way it doesn't hurt your metrics as bad as if they did that. Gotcha. Um, but again, gotcha. like, it's, I wouldn't recommend doing that. I mean, it's really in a particular case, so make yeah, sure it's case you, by case. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. No, this, I mean, this is, this has been good. And I think, you know, a lot of times it's, it's hard to kind of put, you know, everyone in the same pool, right? It's like, everyone's going to have their own situation. Everyone's going to have their own limited amount of inventory or their supplier isn't going to be able to get it here in time, or they can't, they can't, uh, you know, they can't switch their, uh, their account over from, you know, FBA to FBM because, there's a glitch or, and then you got to contact seller support and that's busier than ever because of everything that's going on. So there's so many different variables here, but what I did want to do is at least give people, um, you know, the, not just the basics, but the simple things that they can do to help keep the account running. Cause the last thing we want to do is have the account stall because number one, you'll lose the momentum you had, but also, um, you just don't want your listings and your account to get dinged if at all possible. Um, so is there anything else that you wanted to add here before we wrap this up, Jeff? Uh, I mean, I just want to reiterate, like, yeah, we're talking about a lot of like super detailed scenarios, but, um, you know, right now this is a shining light on a lot of businesses that, wow, I really shouldn't have been reliant on only Amazon or only Amazon FBA. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so that's why we put in the report as well, like some of the things to like make your, your business crisis proof is is Mm -hmm. what it is, but it's actually, but they're all things that should apply even outside of a crisis. It will help you sleep better at night. And so just wanted to like highlight some of the main ones and we've already kind of covered them. Like you should have a backup fulfillment option where you can fulfill orders from your website or Mm -hmm. uh, have a backup source. Um, you want to be able to have fast ship times on that. Uh, do you sell on multiple sales channels? If you're solely reliant on Amazon, 100% of your sales or 99% are on Amazon, that's just really risky, you know? Mm. Um, and then do you have a backup supplier? We covered that one. And then what you talk about all the time, Scott, do you have an external audience? Are you building that audience off of Amazon that you control, right? Mm-hmm. Those are That's something that will help help you through these times if you mm. have it. Um, and then do you have multiple traffic sources or were you solely mm-hmm. relying on Amazon and Amazon PPC, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know those are a lot of things, you know, those sure. are some of the main ones and those are hard. You know, don't, don't try to implement all those if you're missing them right away, mm-hmm. but it's about prioritizing which ones do you need to survive right now in your mm-hmm. business and making sure you get to those other ones as well. And so, mm-hmm. you know, right now, yeah, you do need to scramble to survive on Amazon and do what you can to adapt, but you yeah. also need to get those pillars in place. Do you have a sound, sellable business mm-hmm. that can survive and, and adapt to times like this? Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, I've been preaching this for a long time um, that, you know, what, you know, whether it's a crisis or not, the crisis could be Amazon decides to ding your account and you get suppressed or you get under a patent infringement claim. And I had a, I had a, a one of our students that, um, well, before he became a student, he had, um, he had purchased uh, over like 60 grand worth of inventory, found out there was a patent infringement after he got his, his shipment in, couldn't sell it anymore. So then he had to recall it all and he modified it. So it didn't infringe on the patent and then have to ship it all, ship it all back in, and hope that he could build momentum again. That's a sixty thousand dollar. Like, oh my gosh, I didn't plan on this. So, there's always, you know, there's always things that we can be looking at as far as like just relying on one channel, just relying on one product, all of that stuff. 
And this year, to me, what it did for me is it really it solidified that even just selling physical products only is not to me the way that I want to go. I'm not saying there's not companies that are doing it and they're doing great at it. But me personally, I want to have other, whether it's a digital asset, whether it's uh, maybe affiliate deals that I don't have to worry about inventory, or maybe it is traffic that's coming and I'm using that as sponsorship. I'm renting out my website in a sense. So there's all of those things that I look at. Like right now, there's still money running into my brand with, even though I don't have product. Well, I do have product selling, but not as much as it was. You know, we're, we're probably down in this one brand, probably about 25, 30%. You know what I mean? And that, that's a hit. You know what I mean? And then if, if you're going to sell the business, this is going to also reflect that. And, you know, yes, you can say, well, it was the coronavirus. It was this. Yes, it was, but it still shows it is what it is that, you know, it, the, the business was ding. Um, so anyway, that's, uh, that's my take on it. But yeah, I, I know that you, you totally uh, agree with all that. And that's why you also, and let's just speak to this really quickly. Um, you know, your, your, uh, your agency isn't just for, basically selling on Amazon, right? I mean, you also do like Facebook ad stuff and building a list and help people with, you know, running a launch campaign and stuff like that. Is this, is this correct? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what you do, right? Yeah. I mean, so we try to, all the things that we preach today, we try to help make sure that we give you the resources and whether Mm -hmm. we're doing it for you or we're giving you the tools to do it because Mm -hmm. we want you to set up a sound business and that's in our best interest to to do that. So, you know, some of it's fully done for you and some of it is, you know, here's exactly what you, here's the template, you know, go, Mm -hmm. go plug this in. And, Mm -hmm. um, cause yeah, it can be tough when you're drowning in Amazon and it feels like, you know, you're spending so much time and you're stuck in it, but sales aren't growing. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you just need an outside set of eyes to be like, hey, this is what you're missing. Just mm-hmm. go do these two things or we'll do them for you. And then that will free you up to, you know, go do those other things like find that fulfillment warehouse. Or maybe we'll go, we'll help you find the warehouse for you. Right. But you got to just do a couple steps to, to right. set it up. And so right. we really try to meet our companies where they're at. Everyone has a different problem that they sure. have in their business. Sure. They have multiple problems, but we try to help identify what is your biggest right. problem that if we just helped you solve that, whether we do it for you or we tell you what you need to do, then that will mm. you know have a breakthrough in your business and help you get to the next level and, and hopefully free up your time to do what you love. I love it. All right, so how would people get a hold of you for any of that stuff? Can they go through the report and find, is there gonna be a link in there that they can go over and check that stuff out? How would they get in touch with you about that stuff? Yeah. So on that page, you mentioned the amazing seller.com slash turnkey. We'll just yep. put, we'll put that free report there and we'll have it make mm-hmm. sure it's up to date and we'll put some other stuff too. Like if you guys want to have a free breakthrough call with us, like if you want more than, than help with just Corona and you want to see like, Hey, what can you help me identify what mm-hmm. my, my right. thing is that I need to break through? Um, you know, we'd be happy to do that for your audience. So we could put that on there as well. Yeah, uh, do that. Yeah. yeah, we'll just put some good great. resources. You have the playbook for Amazon podcast, which okay. you were one of my best episodes I've ever had yeah. when I got the interview <laughs> that you on there. So uh, nice. Yeah, just re- reach out to it. Just go to Scott's page there, and we'll put everything you need there to to get you help on Amazon. All right, awesome. No, that's that, that's good. And I, I'm probably going to have you come back once the dust settles here. And what we'll do is we'll have you back on and we'll do a little bit more uh, strategic, uh, you know, tactical episode where we can kind of drill into one area, maybe, you know, launching at the current time that we do that. What does that look like? What does it look like for maybe driving Facebook traffic? Um, and, and, you know, maybe we can dig into a different topic, not just like this uh, coronavirus uh, crisis thing that we're dealing with. But I think it is you know, important to do. So, um, but yeah, we'll have you back on to do that for sure. 
Yeah, so, uh, yeah unfortunately, this is what we got to talk about now because this is what yeah, people need help with, you know, and so it, we it should is. talk about it. But yeah, it's not mm-hmm. the, <laughs> it is a little emotionally draining. It's like, man, yeah, it, it yeah. is a tough topic, but uh, really we'll, we'll all get through this together, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Jeff. Well, hey, thank you so much. Guys, grab the report. Uh, you know, go to that page. There'll be some resources there for you. Theamazingseller.com forward slash turnkey. And uh, you, can, uh, you can go there, grab the free resources. Also, if you want to get that breakthrough call, um, I would recommend that just to get another set of eyes on your business. And it's, it's so hard to zoom out of your business a lot of times and to get someone to zoom out and then look at it from like a 10,000 foot view instead of it being like you're in the weeds. Um, so I recommend doing that anyway, um, if you think that you could benefit from, from that. So definitely do that. But Jeff, just want to say thank you, man. And stay safe in San Diego, right? San Diego? Yep. Yeah. yeah, San Diego. Um, and uh, we're going to be here in South Carolina holding the fort down. So um, yeah, but um, guys, just go grab that. And Jeff, I just want to say thank you for coming on, taking time out of your day. I know we don't have anything else to do, but sit in our offices, right? We can't leave, but why not get on here and try to help some people, right? Yeah, it was really fun. I appreciate you having me on and uh, yeah, appreciate all that you do, Scott. Yeah, no problem. Thank you, man. Have a good one. All right, guys. Well, like I said, a lot of information there. Definitely make sure that you grab that download. I'll link everything up as well in the show notes. You can find them by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 815. And like I said, make sure that you go through that. Even if it's one small thing that you can do right now to try to maintain that side of your business. But I will say this in closing you do need to make sure that you're looking at this as what is your business exposed to as far as holes in the bucket, as you know, Jeff and I were talking about. We need to see where the holes are. And if this is a major hole that you've experienced because of your inventory either being cut off or slowed down or you can't receive it from your suppliers or any of that stuff and your business pretty much went away or really lessened because of this, You need to let this be a wake-up call. Let this be a wake-up call. And where I would definitely direct you to go is make sure that you grab our brand growth validation checklist so you can see where you can add traffic assets and also sales channels outside of just that one platform. So you can find that by heading over to brandcreators.com. All right? So guys, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. You have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. I'll see you right back here in the next episode. Now go get them.